Welcome back skyscrapers. We got a great show for you. We're going to dive into motivation and we have some guests here that are part of our shape training culture. We have Danae. Hey guys. We have Deli. What's going on? Or Delroy, right? We got YB here, of course. Always in the house. And myself, Marty here. And let's first talk about, before we get into this topic of, of motivation, what is it, how we do it, how we lose it, all those details. Let's briefly talk about, we'll start with you, Danae. You know, how'd you find us? How'd you get, how'd you become a part of this team? Well, um, about a year ago, Yarden reached out to me on Instagram. Um, I slid into her DMs, guys. That's what I did. Slid did. into her DMs. He did slide into my DMs. Um, I ignored him a couple times. We eventually talked. He wanted me to come check out the gym. I still didn't. And then almost a year later, he reached out to me again. So can, can I stop you, Danae? <laughs> because I, you got to know, if you know me, right? If anybody knows me, I like to be in charge. I, you know, um, And Deli's going to tell you a little later, it's about our family and, and all of us like to be in charge. It's half our problem. But so like rejections is something I, that I don't, I don't <laughs> deal with. I can't even say I don't deal with well. It just doesn't happen to me because like I offer people things and they just take it because they're like, Yarin, you're so cool. All right. I don't know. That's why if, if that's actually the reason why I say it. But why? Honestly and seriously, how, why? You know, why the hesitation in the beginning? Well, um, the real hesitation in the beginning, I've had other coaches reach out to me to go ahead and train for their gym. Mm -hmm. And it was males that reached out to me. So it wasn't always the best interest they had. So I wasn't too sure as far as like what Yarden's interest was. So after a year of reaching out to me, I said, fine, you guys are consistent. <laughs> I'll respond and I'll come check it out. And here I am. There you go. Not bad. I guess so persistence always wins um, in the end. So tell us a little bit about your, just your back, your personal background anyway. So a little bit about my background. Um, former track athlete, ran at Cal U. I was a sprinter, ran for four years, studied psychology and mastered in exercise science. And um, outside of just training, I've worked with individuals, individuals with disabilities as well. Good. And I, I think that's, um, one of the things that I was attracted to when I'm, you know, I, and I go, I do go through social media and, 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 and look at these, uh, coaches or so-called coaches on, um, on social media all the time. And I'm always looking for people who I feel like are different or I feel like have an opportunity to, um, to influence people. Um, and then I also look at what they're not doing. Right. And I think that was what was important to me was what Danae was not doing. Um, and unfortunately, I think sometimes our uh, our female influencers or pretend influencers are more interested in you know showing their um, you know their body and what they're doing with their body X, X Y or Z um, and getting followers and likes and that and, and that way. And I did not see that with the name. It was really focused on what exercise did, um, what it didn't do, so forth and so on. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and to be honest with you. Once I reached out the first time and you didn't answer me back, I was like, listen, I'm going to get this bro. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, you know, I do, I do respect people who have standards. Um, and those are the type of people who are looking for a team. So, um, that was in the end, what, what attracted me, um, to you. And then just looking at some of the things you had in your bio, psychology, um, I think that's a big thing, which is going to link right into what we're talking about today with motivation. Um, but that was good, um, and Danae's been uh, uh, a huge and important part um, of our team here, um, and she will be moving forward. Now, Delroy, Delroy Thomas, if they yes. if they need to know your entire name. Um, your middle name? 
What is your middle name? Ah, that would be that's a that's a, that's a secret. If you can it guess can't it, be any crazier than Yardens. If, if you can guess it, then then I'll tell you. Oh, man. nine letters. That's all Yikes. I know. It doesn't start with Saint. No. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. If you can guess it, I'll tell you. But. Well, Jamaican people always got something up their sleeve when it comes to names. Facts. So. Especially middle names. <laughs> so, uh, um, I. I feel bad. So uh, Delroy is um, obviously is a good friend of mine, but more importantly, um, he is uh, my cousin. Um, and when we talk about Jamaican culture, um, your cousin, cousin might as well be your brother, um, or depending on how old they are, your uncle, right? It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, there's no really difference between cousin and brother in our, um, in our family. So, um, Delhi, tell us about you, and then also tell us just you know a little history, and you got a long history, so. Oh man, where do I start? Um, guy, man, like to like to encourage people, like to motivate people, um, but most importantly, um, you know, I really wanna, I like to influence change um, in habits and lives, and uh, that's kind of the reason why I train every day um, because my goal is to influence change in a positive way. So um, that's kind of why I train. Um, but as far as my background. You know, it's coming from our family, especially the males played sports growing up um, and just always did that. Did that a lot in high school. Um, in fact, some of you guys might know JB. I played football with JB for a long time. Um, so we just have that, that I had that mindset. Um, and uh, I kind of got into training because in 12th grade, I'm like, all right, well, school's going to be over soon. And I'm probably not going to go to the NBA. Um, probably not gonna go to the NFL so what do I do next and um, I just developed the love of being in the gym from football um, and it, it wasn't always that way but in order to play on the team they were like you got to go to the gym and you got to have X amount of workouts and so I only I literally only went to the gym because my coach was like you have to have X amount of workouts so I just did that because that's what he told me to do and then over the years it, was, it just became natural to me, and it was something that I loved to do. So it was like, well, I'm not gonna do X, Y, Z. I'm, I'm gonna go to school to be a trainer. And literally, it was just, it was just like that. Um, so that's what I did. Um, went to a community college for uh, two years, and then I went to another school um, in Philly, and then I ended up going to um, the National Personal Training Institute. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I met a guy named Barry Fritz, and he was like, a genius he just literally knew everything so um, from there I started training um, nobody wanted to hire me so I went to LA Fitness and um... <laughs> wait stop there hold on a second so and this is important right so you got a lot of stuff going on there and then you said you did all that schooling nobody wanted to hire you so you went to LA Fitness Facts. <laughs> Facts. I forgive me for laughing but it's like LA Fitness like whoop what do you mean by that? Like, nobody will hire me, so I just went to LA Fitness. Like, so yeah, so I mean, I, I put in applications to all kinds of places. I remember driving, sitting down with people. I remember one guy telling me specifically, he's like, you know what? I think you're a good guy. I think you'd be a good trainer, but you should go to LA to get some experience. Mm. I'm like, That's what I was gonna say. Did the, mm. all these places that say turn you down? That I would imagine they talked about experience. Right, and that was the biggest thing. They were like, yeah, no experience. And in my mind, I'm like, well. How am I gonna get the experience if you don't allow me to get that? And right. so, um, I remember I was I was living with a cousin of mine, and like I I didn't have a job, I wasn't making money, and now I'm an adult. And she's like, 
you got to do something. So I'm like... <laughs> That's a fact. I went to LA Fitness, and they gave me a job. And, um, you know, I did that for a long time. And um, What's a long time? Oh, man, I was at LA for... For about five or six years. Okay, that's a long time. It's a long time. Um, but I specifically remember just going through the process. And, you know, although I was the smartest trainer there, there was still some things that I just didn't know. So, um, you know, I would not know the answer to something, especially from a client. And I would either go home and, like, read through my notes or I would call my Barry, Barry Fritz. I'd call him on the phone like, hey, X, Y, Z. And he'll give me the answer. And then I go back the next day. And I literally did that every day for like a year and a half until I just developed, you know, all this information. And so I did that for a while. And then I told myself, all right, well, I got to do something else. So then I got a job across the, if you guys, some of you guys might be from Reading, might not, but YB knows. LA Fitness was in I'm Missing. Mm -hmm. Gold's opened up in Exeter. Mm. And I got a job at Gold's while working at LA Fitness. So then... I did it both of them, like morning and evening. Um, and then I was just like, this is getting crazy. I met a guy who would allow me to um, bring my clients and just pay rent. And um, I was like, all right, great. And I, I was like, hey, listen, I'm leaving LA. And literally 85% of my clients were like, well, we're going with you. So um, that's what I did. And I ended up doing that for until I talked to Yarden um, but I was just training on my own, doing my own thing, boot camps, corporate fitness, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, I did some stuff for Children's Home. Um, but I did that for a while. And then I remember uh, Yarden, um, I think he was working at L.A. at the time. And I think that I was right when they were going over to Urban Active. I can't remember exactly. But he said, hey, man, now listen, I need you to come down here to, to pit, train with me. I need you to be on my team. So I remember going down there, uh, I think I visited you um, once, and I'm like, oh, this is a cool gym. Yeah, yeah, at that time it was, actually at the time it was Urban Active and then LA Fitness right. just bought it, right? right? So you're like, you're probably thinking like, I'm not going back to LA Fitness. Right, 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 <laughs> right. exactly. But, so, um, so yeah, so he wanted me to come down, looked at it, and I'm like, man, I left LA, I gotta go back to LA? Man, I'm not sure about that. So, um, Again, he kept reaching out. I think it was like once a year, every year. He was like, yo, I need you to come down here. I'm like, all right, cool. Next year, I need you to come down here. Then I'm like, man, listen, you need to open up your own spot. He's like, all right. Call me the next year. Hey, listen, I got my own spot. I need you to come down here. Right. And it's one of those things, right, where you, you say something to somebody hoping that, well, thinking that, ah, well, I mean, even if it does, it's going to be five years from now. So, like, right. I got some time. And I remember making a call like, listen, man, um, we got this, so you know you need to make uh, uh, you know a quick decision um, on this. And I think it was very similar to Danae. It was like it was one of those things where I was like, why, why isn't this guy saying yes to me? Um, so it was more. Uh, it becomes a challenge for me um, as far as you know recruiting because I'm and hopefully what you're hearing, guys, is that um, with Danae and with Delroy, it's what we're trying to do in the industry. Um, overall but I think you know specifically here in Pittsburgh is we want people who are like this is their life like this man is going driving back and forth between obscure gyms um you know calling his you know his mentor um after sessions and stuff like regular regular quote-unquote trainers don't do that they don't do that 
they if they don't know if their client doesn't know uh, or, or sorry if they don't know what to do with their client they just lie about it and skip on to the next thing honestly that's what happens i know that's what happens because that's how i've gotten probably about 50 percent of our clients here is because they're you know because their coaches unfortunately don't have answers for them when things don't work so um i think the, the general theme here is that at shape training right now is we're reaching out anywhere and everywhere that we can to find the right people not just a person the right person um and these two are definitely the right person so deli continue with your story um because i think you've you definitely uh are to me a personification of um of being motivated to do something and being willing to uh to make the right steps and being uncomfortable in doing it so yeah where so, i cut you off there yeah no um so yeah, I remember him saying. I, I remember specifically telling YB, "You got to open up your own spot, man." And he's like, "All right, cool." And he reached out to me next year. Hey, I remember the day he sent me a picture. He's like, "Hey, can you work with this?" And it was a picture of the gym. And he told me he told me the, the square footage and all that. I'm like, man. So I looked at it and I didn't know what to say. Um, and then fast forward another year, um, I ended up I met my son's mom. We had a kid, and then, you know, fast forward a couple months, things didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, and I remember YB finally reaching out again and like, listen, I'm not gonna ask you again. I need you to come down here. We gotta get you, you know, taken care of and X, Y, Z. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. And it was literally just that quick. I was like, you're right. I sold all my stuff out of my apartment. I literally sold everything. I moved into a friend's house for like six months. Um, because my lease was up and I just lived uncomfortable for six months until I came to Pitt. Um, and I literally had like three boxes, drove down here with my son and I stayed at YB for a couple months until we're living a good life now. So, um, <laughs> that's literally what happened. Right. So. Right. And then, you know, that conversation for me, it was, um, I try to be a provider for people and, and, and by provider, I mean, provide an atmosphere that they can uh thrive and 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 uh and, and be productive and be successful for me as a trainer that's where my you know uh influence comes where i think i do well it's not necessarily that i know everything it's just that i'm just going to provide you with the right atmosphere for you to be successful whether it's me um being tough on you whether it's me being sympathetic you know with you or empathetic to, with you um, and with um, with Delroy, like I said, I'm also his um, his son's godfather. So I think I actually had a little leg up on him because I, I sort of put that on him. Like, listen, you got a you got a son. I feel responsible for that for that young man. I would feel better if you're in you know the situation with me, where I know that um, you know with our powers combined and, and you know people like Danae, Marty, and all the people that we have, uh, you know that we eventually will have um, that you know it's only about winning. So. Um, I was able to put some good pressure on him, um, and but to his credit, I mean to pick up with a child, right? So that I talk to people all the time, and they make up situations for themselves. It's so difficult for me. It's so hard. Oh my gosh, I have to drive a whole 15 minutes to work, and you're like, okay, it's not that bad. This man drove five hours, so like he said, sold all his stuff, drove five hours with his son, um, moved into a room in my house with my crazy two kids um, and was just grinding. Um, and the true road to grind, not hashtag grind, like 
actual grind. Um, I think it's. Uh, I mean, he had to figure it out yeah. as he went along. Right. I think too many people like need the whole plan. They need the whole plan up in front before they say yes. But Delroy, man, you figured it out as you as you as those pieces were laid out in front of you, which you know is even more commendable because most people won't do that. All right. And it's impressive because you ask people to do that all the time, right? As as coaches, and that's what we you know we'll shift and talk and hit our topic here. But as coaches, here's what we do, right? Is we we sit down and we get a client. Said client wants to I don't know lose ten pounds or um, run a marathon faster, and we go all right. Well, I'm going to do plan A with them. Uh, around the second session, client Miss Jones does not want to do any of the things that you would like her to do. And some of us go back into our break room or go back um, with our other coaches and we go, client, uh, client Miss Jones is lazy. Client Miss Jones is not motivated. How can I do this? How is she paying money for this? I would think if she would pay money that she would show up or X, Y, and Z. And I always say this, and this is where we can start our conversation, is Listen, when a client comes to you, right, or um, a student comes to a teacher and they say, I don't know how to do this. Our job is to supply the plan and the execution and the follow through by them being lazy or them refusing to do X, Y, they're actually doing their job. They are doing what they came to you and said that they had an issue with they come and they say hey coach Delroy like I can't do this on my own I never I never can stay motivated for long enough and then in the middle of it we go yeah they're lazy like oh yeah hold on a second they're doing their job they actually told you they were lazy in the beginning they said it that's how you signed them up and the question is always like are you doing your job that's what I'm always trying to ask ask our coaches you know when we get um, certain situations with clients is like 99.99% of the times it's your fault. We're just not finding a way to motivate people. Um, so let's start and let's let, let's uh, let's kick off with what we really want to talk about today, which is and I think we have some experts in the room on it, which is motivation, right? So that that word, um, what is it? So what do you, Delroy? What do you? What, when I say the word motivation, man, like what what's what should people be thinking about? You know, what is it to you? Um, when I hear motivation, I think, immediately think uh, fuel, I immediately think energy, I immediately think, um, you know, something that, that drives you, uh, whether internally or externally, so um, that's, that's just what comes to my mind when I hear motivation, um, drive, energy, fuel, power, um, you know, that's what comes to my mind when I hear motivation. What do you so those words for you, right? So what is what is the path that you take um you know with yourself? Let's talk about yourself. What is the path that you take um with yourself when your energy sort of wanes mm-hmm. or you know what 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 does that look like? And how do you sustain motivation? Like I think that's always the biggest thing. It's like how do I sustain it? Because some days I do wake up and I'm ready to go. But then some days I wake up and you know. Right. Um I think for me, um, you know, and, you know, life is funny, but for right now in my life, I think about my son and um, when I want to feel motivated or when I, when I want to get motivated, um, 
you know, I, I specifically remember a couple, I think last year, a couple years ago, I was down in shape and I was doing these deadlifts and you were in the gym. I don't know if you remember, but I was doing these deadlifts and my son was there. And um, so I, I think he was like three at the time, but I told him, I said, all right, tell me when to pick it up and put it down. So um, I picked it up and then he would say down and he would say up and he would say down and then he would say up. And I remember holding that weight and he looked at me and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I'm like, it's like five seconds at this point. I'm like, all right, bro, you got to tell me when to put this down. Right. And, right. but I remember after that, I said, I got to put it down. And he said, no, you can do it. You're strong. And so, you know, out for me, motivation is hearing my, like my son thinking that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I never want to be in a position to where I can't, provide or I, I, or I make him feel like I can't do it because mm-hmm. in his mind right now at least he thinks right. I can do anything oh yeah so that's motivation for me to get up and move you know, so. oh yeah well think about this right and I always I love babies right because they have the purest vision of what life actually is by the way we change it as we get older babies have the purest vision of what life actually is because they think they can do anything first of all that's the first person they think can do anything right because my kids right now they jump off things and i'm like you need stop jumping off of that you're gonna get hurt and they look at me like what are you talking about i even have one that actually gets hurt all the time and she still doesn't stop doing the things right at some point unfortunately she will start to narrow her view of what is actually possible, right? But when you get babies, they look at the whole world and they're like, yeah, I can do that. I should be able to do that. And then daddy and mommy, they're like, oh yeah, they know everything. They they got everything. Daddy's strong. My kids think the same thing. My, my kids think I'm the strongest person in the entire world. They they see people on TV and they're like, oh, well, daddy's stronger than him. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but to them, they, in their life, anything that they need, somebody, something needs to get picked up, something needs to get opened, they already know. Well, first of all, they know that I'm going to ask them to do it themselves first. But the second thing they know is that if for some reason they can't do it, I got it. Right? The car gets, the car breaks down. Like, I'm like, I come from where I'm at and the car gets fixed. That's all they know. So they don't know, they don't know I take it to a mechanic or, you know, or they don't know that I've encountered a, a, you know a tire being changed a million times they just see me boom 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 and it gets done so a child really understands they a, children don't need motivation which is crazy they they need opportunities that's all they need it's like opportunity like there's a step i ain't get up there you, you don't need to be motivated to do anything i think as we get older we need motivation because we lose perspective on what we can do right and you have clients they don't know what they can do so that's why we need to like open up their vision of like who they are, what they can get accomplished, and how you know how we um you know how we motivate them. What about you, Danae? Where, I mean, you've been training. How long have you been training now? How about that? Um. Well, I've been in shape for a year. Mm-hmm. I also trained at Golds as well for almost a year, maybe eight months. And then outside of that, I was doing boot camps over the summer, two years ago in the summer. Yeah. So maybe like two years or so. Good. So, and you're a very, um, you're a very popular trainer here. Um, 
in our gym. You, your classes get filled up. I think people really feel like you give them a great workout and that you do motivate them. So just given what we're, you know, sort of been the foundation of what we're talking about, like how do you how do you feel like you broaden up the vision for your clients and how what they can get accomplished versus what they feel like, um, you know, what their vision of it, of it is? A lot of them come in with the mindset of like, they're not able to accomplish things. Whereas I may not have the certainty that they can do it as well, but I'm also gonna challenge them to make sure that they at least try. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, I'll give somebody 30 pounds to shoulder press and I'm not sure if they can press it, but I'm gonna give it to them to see and if they can't, okay, we'll knock it down. But let's at least try, challenge ourselves and then see if we can do it. Right, so let's, let's go back on that general thought of like doing something because that's almost like the same thing, Marty, like, one thing that you pointed out with Delroy is going into something and not necessarily having a perfect plan. Because when I look at, because I'm similar when I train people anyway, if we're talking about just training, is I'm not concerned about if you can lift this. I'm, I'm concerned about the challenge of the exercise. And I, that's why I'm there. I'm there for to make sure you're safe and all that good stuff. So, right. like, you better see how they actually handle, handle it. it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Not just physically handle. The like, 30 pound dumbbell but yeah the, mentally, mentally like i'm i last time we did this i you only you know you did three sets of four three sets of 12 um with 20 now i'm now today i'll give you a whole 30 a whole 10 pounds i want to see what your reaction is number one first and then i want to see how you because here's what i know sometimes a lot of my clients that do this they'll lift 20 with all the confidence in the whole world i mean they're like thugs lifting that 20 Right. As soon as I give them a thirty, all of a sudden they push slow, like hard, like slower, like less, less intensity. I'm oh, like, I'll get, I'll get the eye, I'll get the eye roll before I <laughs> right. give them the thirty. I'm like, like, what you what doing? You, what do you mean? You haven't yeah. tried this. So their actual intensity changes, decreases when I give them more resistance. Yeah. Think about that in life. Think about being getting more resistance and decreasing your intensity. Yeah. That's what happens though. Yeah. Is we almost see a challenge in like give less effort which in a sense is super crazy but then we get a you know we get a situation that we can handle we're gung-ho you know or we get an easy client we're good we're doing we're the best trainer when we have an easy client you know somebody who does everything but then as soon as we get a client that's a little difficult mm. we actually regress as trainers like we're doing less with them we're getting less creative we're getting and i'm like whoa 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 easy it should be the opposite. You should be more motivated yourself to, you know, help that client. Um, but let, let, Danae, let's talk about life, though, a little bit, because I think another thing that I appreciate about you is that you're far ahead of people your age. How old are you? 26. 26. Um, you're far ahead of people your age, you know, number one, talking to you, you know, you know um, like you have your finances in order, right? That's, I, I mean... It's not a normal thing for a 26-year-old, right? Shit, I'll tell you myself. I, Ten years ago, I did not have my finances in order. And I, I, you know, had more money then than I did now, than I do now. But, it, you know, you have some things like that. I think, you know, how you handle relationships is, a, you know, a, a above average for, again, for somebody yours, especially in our, like, the way we're we're rolling. Heck, I mean, you can I can even look at the way you you uh, uh, started with our um, relationship. Just being super careful with who you're, um, you know, connecting with over you know over the social media waves, um, 
in the way you handle your social media. I think if you if you if you people go to Danae's uh, social media, for number one, she's a beautiful girl. However, that is not the focus on her on her deal, and it would be very easy or easy for her to get I don't know, eight hundred thousand followers. You know, if she sort of followed the wave. Um, but let's talk about that and like what motivates you to be ahead of the, the curve in so many of those areas outside of training. Let's just talk about just your life and, and where you're headed and what, you know, the things that you want to do. I think the main thing that motivates me is really like my family. Um, me and my brother are super close and we're always just striving to be different and to push more because growing up, it was like everyone wasn't doing the most positive things. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to turn it around and make it more positive the things that we're doing, especially my brother has a daughter. Um, she's my niece and she really looks up to me and looks up to him as well. So with both of us being positive and pushing and trying to be the best that we can be, I think that's the main motivation that just keeps me going. Well, that's good. I mean, I think sort of, you know, a common theme, you know, with you guys is, uh, is family and family def definitely does, um, is a strong, um, you know, strong motivator. Let's talk about Marty. How do you find your motivation? Like, you know, when things are like murky, you know, how do you find it? Oh, that's great because this is this is like the <laughs> subtopic that I want to get into right. with this, right? Because, right, how do you find it when things get murky? Well, and <clears throat> talking about going back to because we've been talking about clients a little bit, going back to clients. You know, they come in here, what do they need from us? They need motivation from us. And that, you know, Delroy you know, calls himself the, the chief motivator, mm -hmm. right? He's always posting things on social media, talking to people, sitting down with them, huddling them up, you know, trying to get those people fired up. Because, and here's what, to my point that I want to get to, is those people coming in, usually, 99.9% .9 of the time, they're lacking discipline. Mm. Right, so they don't have the discipline, so they need to get the motivation first, and that's what where we right. come in is to provide that motivation. Now, for myself, like we don't, and this is for everybody, and but I think coaches, and this is why we are who we are. We, you know, as former athletes and as coaches, we are disciplined to begin with. Right. Right. So once we have that discipline, when we're lacking that motivation from whatever it is you know we just get tired we get a little bit of run down it's our discipline that then keeps us going right so you know we don't necessarily feel like maybe getting out of bed but we know we have to because you know we're regimented you know we have people that we have to take care of whether it be our friends our family our clients right those other people you know around us that count on us right and then you know coming thinking of talking about working out again like you know, working out is part of what we do. Our discipline, and maybe I don't want to work out today, but I know I should, and it's been a routine, it's been part of my discipline that's been in my life, you know, for the past 20 years. So I just go and do it anyway, even though I'm not motivated, you know, mm. on, on said day. So, you know, like you said, but going back, you know, to, to family, um, you know, obviously that's a big motivational factor for me. You know, you know health in general, you know, I'm always trying to make everyone around me better, a little more aware. So, you know, that starts with my family. My dad had some health issues over the past, 
you know, a few years and lucky enough that, that he's still with us and I'm trying to, you know, guide him in, you know, all the right directions, whether it be from, you know, from working out wise to nutrition wise and, you know, to things in the environment, right? And so I look at all those things and, you know, I use that to, to fuel me. And then, you know, I, I look at you guys, you know, I got to help, you know, Delroy be a better coach. I have to help Danae be a better coach. So then in order that she can help, you know, her 30 people and do those sort of things. You know, you know, my motivation comes from, I look at, you know, Yarden, he's my business partner. So I got to help him do some things because he's got girls that they go to a very expensive school, right? So we know we can take care of them. So, oh boy. Um, but yeah, so, you know, motivation can come and go and we get that typically, I think, from a lot of times from external things. Right. But we have to build that discipline and then we can keep going when we don't necessarily have that external motivation slapping us in the face every morning. So I, I really like that, Marty. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't think about it that way. And it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a, probably an important way to look at it, right? So if I'm hearing from you right, is we do need their steps to this, right? They're all said there's levels to this, mm-hmm. right? So if I am a, and this is a point, this is where you take out your pen and you write. And, you know, if you, if you went to a black church, you already know, like the preacher's going to tell you when it's time to take your pen out and take notes. This is one at a time. So what Marty is saying is that we have to build a foundation, right? Now, motivation is going to bring is going to give you an opportunity to build the foundation of discipline. So if you just continue to get motivated and do not build any discipline and build good habits. We're always talking about habits, right? Create good habits. What happens is that it's like any drug, right? Any drug. Cocaine, Tylenol, uh, gummy worms, sugar, right? (laughs) So any drug, the first time you get it, it gives you a whole lot. And that's why you love it. That's why you go back. But the reality is you need more in order to get anywhere close to that. And you don't get it. You never get that first first hit high. Never again. Um, But you will continue to chase that high. Eventually, it kills you. End of story, period, or you get off. That's it. There's no in-between. There's no living with it. And it's the same thing, I think, with motivation, right? Is that the first time I get motivated to do something, it's a lot. Like, I'm, like, ready to go. Like, boom. Like, I'm going to lose this gas, weight. Right? All of it. Zero to 60. Right. But the reality is motivation lasts only a certain period of time. And if during that time that I, I didn't build some good habits that I can fall back on, I'm going to need more. even more motivation, which is tough, Right? All right, now I, I find some place and I jump to another gym or I jump or I get, get into another relationship or I close my bank account with this bank and I, they have, you know, Huntington Bank now has, a, has something that's going to get me out of, um, you know, my situation. So I go there. But if I didn't, if, if, if that meantime, in the meantime, before I met that financial planner, if I did not start to build good habits, here's what's going to happen is I'm right back and I'm going to need more. Right. So the I, now. I'm even thinking now is as a motivator for yourself and other people, hey, what are we doing to build good habits when we motivate people or ourselves in, you know, in whatever area, you know, and I'm, I'm really doing some self, you know, uh, some self thought right now, like, you know, and, and things that I want to get accomplished, like, you know, when I, you know, when we do put ourselves in, in position where, you know, we are forced you know, and pressure is motivation, by the way, too, you know, so, sure you know, is. like we 
we got this brand new gym, everything looks great, and everybody's happy. People all people have been asking me over the last two months, aren't you so happy? And I'm like, for what? There's bills. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I gonna be happy? Like, I'm gonna be happy about three years from now. And then I will take, you know, I'll take some, uh, you know, I'll take a look back and maybe be uh, uh, feel blessed and, and fortunate. But right now I feel pressure. But pressure is motivation as well, too. But the question is, hey, what good habits am I building while I'm, while I'm able to be motivated by this pressure? Because the reality is, my mother always says, and this too shall pass. No matter what you tell her, you'll be like, mommy, I just got arrested. She's like, and this too shall pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't matter what it is. Even when you tell her some good stuff, like, mommy, I just got, I was one a million dollars. She's like, and this too shall pass. <laughs> so, but the question is, is like, what are you doing in the meantime? Because it will go away no matter what. Good and bad is going to go away. What? And I love that point by Marty. Is what discipline am I building that is going to help me when it goes away? Because it's going to go away. You know, always, I like to say, um, and I got to put yourself in positions to win. Yeah. And, you know, with that, what does that mean? That means getting around the right people. Mm. That means doing the right thing. So as far as training, right, if I'm a new client, I'm coming in. Now I'm motivated, right? While you're motivated, be motivated at the grocery store and don't buy the stuff that you shouldn't buy, right? Put yourself in a position to win because if you're training and you have poor uh, environmental factors, food, drinks, and all that stuff, right? Like, you're not gonna, it's, I don't know anybody that's strong enough to overcome that. Like, if I have a cheesecake in my house, like, it's getting eaten. Right, I'm gonna eat it. But if I don't have it, I can't eat it. So, put yourself in positions to win. Um, get around the right people. Listen to the right things. Mm. Watch the right things. Um, well, 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 hold on. Let, I want you, let's pause right there, right? Yeah. So, and hopefully Shireen does not listen to this podcast. However, <laughs> I say this, right? I'm always and, and and by the way, my wife's wife is very 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 smart, right? Very smart. Facts. However, I always say to her I'm like, must we watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> right? And she's like, well, you know, it's a train wreck. It's fun to watch. And I said, yeah, you're right. And she gets on me for watching. I watch like well, Probably the bad thing that I watch is I watch Discovery ID. So there's like all these like serial killers and stuff like that. But I take that as like I want to be able to see these people coming, um, you know, because they're out there clearly because they're, I've been watching for 10 years and I haven't, there's barely any reruns. These are all unique situations. So there's that many people out there <laughs> that are doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I need to know that still don't come. But I also watch things like how this was made. You know, um, I love documentaries, right? You know, and 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 some people look, think of those things as very boring. Um, I listen to books, you know, just people talking about things. I just like hearing people, right? So it's like, what do you what are you putting in your brain Facts. on a regular basis? Absolutely, it's the same thing. Right. It's just if whatever, and I tell, I, I say this constantly. You know, if you are what you eat, then you are what you hear and fact. see. That is a fact. Because, you know, your mouth is a portal, but your ears and your eyes are portals, too, yeah. to the inside. And so, um, for me, I know, I, and, you know, we all go through different parts of our lives. I know for me, I was in a very, like, dark place in my life at one point. And um, I stumbled ac across Eric Thomas, um, 
and I don't even remember. I think I was watching a video of a guy um, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. And I'm like, who is this guy talking? Um, and I remember just searching and then I found him online and it was during that dark time. And I literally, it, it was like sickening. Like I literally listened to like that type of stuff every day, multiple times a day. And that was my drug, right? If it wasn't for that, it would have been something else. But thank God I, I stumbled across YouTube videos. And that's what I fed myself every day for like a year and a half. I literally fed myself positive things. And I went from Eric Thomas and I started finding other people. And it was just, that's what I fed myself. That's what I watched. And then I watched documentaries on um, how people became successful. You know, mm -hmm. P. Diddy, 50 Cent, whoever, right? Um, Warren Buffett. I would watch those types of things. And those are the things that... I fed myself um, and then kind of led me to the point where I am now where it's just, I just naturally think that way. And it's the same thing with working out, right? If you constantly feed yourself good food, right, and you constantly work out, regardless of how it is right now, at some point down the line, something's going to change mm -hmm. and it's going to become natural and working out's going to become easier and these deadlifts are going to become more productive. So, um, you know, if you feed yourself good things, you listen to good things if you watch good things good things will manifest inside you and you know you'll, you'll have you'll have good results so i think we established that uh you know we have to build a good foundation um with that discipline um and then i think you know the the, the point of put you know making sure that, that we're around the right people um you got to build a good team um team is important uh, actually james and i just did a interview yesterday and the interviewer asked us what it was special about our gym and he sort of asked it um and as he did it actually before the interview it was like a live taping um sorry pre-recorded taping but he was sort of prepping us for the um for what was going to happen once the cameras came on and he he sort of uh skeptically asked us what's different about our gym and you know what i said as I, I said well there are the, what's different about our gym is that we have 25, 30 people who are literally on the same page. I said sometimes we force it, right? But we're literally on the same page. I said I don't know how many places, period, forget about gyms. I don't even care about a gym. I don't know how many places, period, where you're going to find multiple people on the same page. And that, to me, is where I... Um, find my motivation on a regular basis as I walk in here and when I see people follow through on or try to or attempt to follow through on things that we feel we decide as a group are, are important to us I say all right good it's not perfect but we're we're moving in the right direction and I feel the responsibility to follow through and follow up on my end so that way their experience um, you know is better so team and putting some putting making sure you're around the right people um, is the right thing. Um, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about is like, you know, is how we lose it, right? Because I think people um, do lose motivation and, uh, you know, we're in a, you know, I hate the, I hate the word fitness industry, right? That's why we took it out of our name, right? Because this is the health industry, right? This is the, forget about health. This is the death industry, right? Because I'm here to, we're all going to die. From dust we came, from dust we shall return. I want to make sure, and this is a joke I always say, I want to make sure that my dust has glitter in it. Okay, I'm going to die. But I don't want to, I want to die on my terms, which means my heart just stops. It just had enough ticks. 
you know, I don't want to die from any um, breakdowns that I could have uh, that I could have avoided. Um, I want to make sure that my, um, you know, I want to make sure that my my health is squared away to the best of my ability. Of course, I know there are some things that are out of my um, control. out of my control for sure. Um, so we're in the death business in the way I look at it is we're trying to get people to die slower, die prettier, right? And die in control. That's it in a, in a nutshell. And it, you know, and maybe that's a harsh way to say it, but that's the reality of, you know, where we're in. So I don't even like the word fitness because it puts this like um, beauty pageant thing on it. And that's not what it's about. I could care less how many pull-ups you do. I really care about the effort that you put in to put in, doing those pull-ups, which is probably going to mean that you know, you're going to die slower, die prettier, um, and die in control. So, um, for me, you know, for me, I want to talk about, you know, why, you know, why people lose motivation and then the consequences, you know, of that, um, and losing it. Um, you know, I can start with myself is, you know, for when I, when I go through my day, what the reason why I lose motivation is the cumulative effect of missing on details over and over and over and over again myself and then for my teammates when I see it happening it's just like details and it it is literally like a it's like getting you, your toe stepped on over and over again you like does does somebody stepping on your toe really like inhibit you from doing anything not really I mean you step on your toe and go run 100 meters and still be fine right but if you could imagine somebody stepping on your toe over and over again, and I'm not step, I'm not talking about stepping it on hard enough to break it or anything. Just just an annoying little step. Just annoying, just step on it over. Mentally, what it would do to you mentally is way more important and way more um, cumbersome to what to to your progress than what it does to you physically. Because at some point you're like, why can't you just stop stepping on my toe? I don't get it. Like, just stop stepping on my toe. And then you're like, well, why are, are they stepping on my toe? Because, like, they just don't like me? Or are they, or worse, are they stepping on my toe because I'm not important enough to pay attention to? Right? So, for me, that's, that's where I lose my motivation. I get caught up in when I'm watching my teammates and, and noticing myself missing on details missing on details because the details the small details in the end like i know and i've because i played i played a sport that really i mean i always think football is the greatest sport on earth when it comes to like it correlating to life you know they tell you to step right with the right foot first and you're like i could do it stepping with my left and you just do a step with your left 10 times and then on the 11th time you figured out why they said step with your right and you lose lost the game because of it and here's the thing, nobody will know except for you. But they found out on film three weeks <laughs> later. Right? And that's why I love the sport, right? Because it does come to light, and that's how I really view everything. And that's for me, that's where I start to lose motivation. Um, and seeing that and noticing that in, in my life, and then seeing it, you know, with my teammates and and then trying to it's hard to game plan that then because you go, these this is just a question of effort. It's not even like how do I, you know, how do I tell somebody to tuck their shirt? Like, there's no, there's no skill transfer on that. Like, mm -hmm. just, just tuck your shirt in. I don't know. Like, just put your hands on your shirt and push them down. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, how do I tell somebody to pay their taxes? Like, pay your taxes. I don't, I don't know what to do. I just pay them. There's no strategy to it. 
you know, or whatever the case may be sometimes that we that I struggle with. But um, that's that's for me, you know, where where I lose where I lose motivation and where I feel like people miss where they can, you know, where they lose motivation. I think a lot of people don't even know why it happens. They just wake up and they're like, I'm not motivated today. Um, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And I'm like, this is, this doesn't happen over one day. Like you didn't just, some people, I just woke up and I no, you didn't like you were actually having these small thoughts over time, you know, and even if you were acting on the thoughts, you were having the thought all the time. And the question is, how do I, you know, how do I bring it to, to light and, 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 and make it so, um, I don't lose it. Um, you know, as we move forward, um, what do you guys think, man? Where, where do you, maybe where do you personally lose motivation? Where have you seen it? Um, go for people. Um, and what can, you know, what can our skyscrapers out there take as far as like noticing when they lose some, when they lose the motivation and, and where they should be combating against that? So, um, first I'm going to talk about my clients and then tell you about myself whenever I start to lose motivation. For my clients, I think, or even potential clients like coming in and we're doing a goal setting session and going over their goals, I think the main thing is whenever you're starting your fitness journey, you start to create unrealistic plans. And whenever you start creating those plans, say for example, you have a plan as far as for the first month you want to knock down 30 pounds. If you start to understand your body and how you're going to build muscle, how you're going to lose fat, you understand that that's not realistic and it's not a healthy way to go about that. Now, once my clients get that understanding, it's a little bit better to keep them motivated to know that things aren't going to happen that fast and it's a process. Now, as far as for myself, um, I start to lose motivation whenever I'm really focusing on just the results. I was training five times a week and now I've only trained once this week. It'll be twice today. But once I stop focusing on like just the results, like I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to get that and just understand as well. Like it's going to take time. I got to be eating right. I have to be working out and really pushing myself every time I'm working out. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about that's it. it. But once I just put the focus back on trusting the process, then I'm motivated again. Yeah. Like the Sixers, the process, right? Just the process. It's the process. the process. <laughs> right. And they, I mean, it's funny, but they got a good team right now and they really, they're, they're the only team in the league that I've ever seen actually actually stick to the the plan that they want not overreact and it was bad too man it was terrible you know and all of a sudden yeah, and then it popped bad. up and, and everybody will say you know everybody looks at it from the outside and go oh man like you know they 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 drafted well yeah yeah they drafted just like any 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 other nba team would do but you know what though like ben simmons didn't play the first year and b didn't play the first two years right. You know, they didn't ship them off, though. I mean, listen, they just shipped a guy to Orlando. They took probably way longer with him than they would than any other team would as far as trying to develop him. But all their young players mysteriously can now play because you don't go to the You don't get drafted in the NBA if you can't play basketball. Right. The question is, are you going to get developed? Is somebody going to take the time? Is somebody going to give you realistic expectations on, you know, what is to come for you? Or what's possible for you? What's and it and you know focusing on results is a big thing because you, you know if I want to be a millionaire, I gotta be able to save ten dollars first. Like if you can't save ten dollars, you'll never be a millionaire. But people don't want to work on saving ten dollars. They're wa- they're waiting until they have ten thousand dollars to save. I'm like, bro, 
Just save the 10. You'll work your way up to, to 10,000. Actually, if you put it in the right, you know, CD, you're like, so it, it, it'll, it'll, it itself is going to turn into $10,000, right? But that's neither here or there. You have to practice it, right? And I think, and this is my personal thought, is that sometimes people want things that they don't deserve. And I'll say it like this. Sometimes people want financial freedom. You don't deserve it right now. Tell me in your whole entire life if you deserve financial freedom based on the decisions that you make on a daily basis. Mm. If you deserve financial freedom, right? Or everybody wants to find a husband. And I'm like, hold on a second, pause. Do you deserve a productive relationship based on what the things that you're doing saying right now? I think, yeah, I think it's best that you stay single because you don't want to, you should, you, you do not want to mess up another person, right? But it's, and it's a harsh way to look at it. You know, you, how could you say sit here and say what you do, what somebody deserves and somebody doesn't deserve? It's the reality. Sometimes we do not deserve things and we're not ready for them. And it's like, just like, do I deserve to lose 30 pounds based on the way I think, the way I eat, the way I go about my life right now? And you have to have that type of self, uh, uh, self-evaluation. Right now, I don't deserve it. So let me line myself up. Right. Let me get aligned. And then as I start to deserve it, the universe is a great thing. As you start to deserve it, you get it. That's why I'm never, I'm never stressed about what happens in my business, in my life, my relationships with my kids and my coworkers, nobody. I'm not rusting it because I'm like, when it's ready, it's going to happen. Like, this is the way it is. I'll continue to do the right things, right? We want to open 100 gyms. Some people would have been, oh, my God, this and that, so forth and so on. I'm not worried about that because when we're ready, it will come. It'll happen. It's just going to happen. Like, you know, but I think we do. It's an easy way to lose motivation because if we are rushing it and you're not deserved of it at the time. Yeah. And you're not willing to take a step back and, uh, and evaluate who you are, what you have to offer, um, you know, what you have to offer to, to the situation um, in order to, um, to get the results that you want. Well, guys, I think it was a tremendous conversation. I think it's it's also one of the things that we could probably talk about for, you know, two, three hours. Um, I want you guys to make sure you guys check out um, Danae, DB Fitness. Underscore, underscore. That's two of them. And I teach class on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. There you go. Wednesday, <laughs> 6 p.m. Oh, I'm teaching on that, cl- on that okay. time, too. So Jordan's there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so feel like if you want to just click boxing instead, that's fine. Um... Make sure you guys follow Deli. What, what's your uh, your handle? IG, uh, the shape trainer. Real easy, the shape trainer, right? Yeah, it is very, very simple. Real simple. Um, I, I, guys, I also want you to make sure you follow Delroy on Facebook. I know I know it's 2019 and nobody does Facebook. I get it. My dad's listening. It. He got him on Facebook. There you but, go. You know, it's like 50 and up crowd. Hey, Good. Listen, 70% of people still have Facebook. So yes. 70%. What Delroy? probably have one, so you should log in. Log in. Um, Delroy does something very special on there that, uh, you know, I think in the next, in the upcoming months, we're going to highlight as well. Um, but every single day, I don't think he's missed a day in the time that I've been on Facebook. Um, but he, he'll shoot something out to you, motivational, um, something out to you. That's going to at least get your, your wheel spinning. Um, uh, I always check it. And then, you know, if I have a couple sentences to add to, or sometimes I'm just telling him to yell it louder. 
Um, but it's, it's really good stuff. Um, and, and the consistency is what's important, um, is that you'll be able to get something every day. And I know that um, I'm not every single thing is pertinent to me, but in 365 days, I guarantee you there's at least 100 of them that I'm like, yeah, he's talking right to me. Um, so um, please get on there. Um, look these two up. Um, as always, uh, we, we appreciate the time that you guys spend with us and, and, and listening in. We have a lot going on at uh, Shape Training. Like I said, we are expanding 100 gyms. Be sure and be clear that we're coming to you to wherever you're at. Um, we're looking at the North Hills. We're looking at the Strip District. We're looking at outside the city. This is this is a, a, a movement, to say the least. We have tremendous and out and, and outstanding, extraordinary um, people um, that are working with us um, to build this brand. Um, this is not just a gym. Matter of fact, it's not a gym at all. All right, you you come in and you just get work done to your life and your legs.